I believe inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. Yo, yo, yo. Um, this is definitely a special impromptu episode. Um, I had to share with you all these running shoes I just got. Um, so for those that do know, I run at least three times a week, usually Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Um, over the last couple weeks, my last running shoes, um, they kind of worn out. So I put about 150 miles on my shoes before I retire. And that way I can still like wear them a little bit. Um, the last shoes I had was actually white, so they don't look too saucy. So I might just throw those out. Um, so yeah, so I had to get some new shoes. And in the process of getting new shoes, I seen these beautiful, sensational, magnificent Nike Air Zoom Alpha Fly Next Percentage. And um, wow, the price is very, I was hesitant. It was $275. I've been looking at these shoes for a while. I'm like, why would somebody spend $275? on some shoes to just run in i'm like that's crazy uh, but the shoes under there were like 250 that i wanted as well so for any of those that do know um there was a marathon ran last year and the guy had on these particular shoes not the ones that i'm about to review but the shoes that's under this he had on those particular shoes and he ran four minute miles yes four minute miles so 26 point Six miles he ran, 26.3 miles he ran, four minutes for each. Oh, oh, my God, that's crazy. And I'm still doing, like, I'm still trying to get under seven-minute miles for 5K. <clears throat> but anywho, the colors was amazing, too. They were, like, green, so I was trying to get them. And uh, they were sold out. They were sold out fast, extremely fast. So I waited, and uh, it was time for me to get some shoes. And... I usually get the ones that's uh, let me do let me do a little research. Give me a couple seconds. Let me find out the shoes that I got. Let's see so I can put some names on them. All right, so the shoes that I've been running with are a Nike Zoom Fly Three. I'm had two pair of those. So my gray ones, I actually ran a hundred miles in April, and that was impressive. And then I ran my thousand mile in those shoes as well so that was great but those worn out fast i think i got those in like march uh let's see yep i got those in march and i had to retire those by the end of april because i literally ran every day uh so i can get that 100 mile mark so after that i purchased um the white nike zoom 3 and um they just went out they literally just went out a couple weeks ago but before that, my sister actually went off on me because I was running in the Vapor Maxes. Because when I first started running, I really didn't know. I, I didn't know the right shoes. I just, you know, at first I was actually running in my 
my some gym shoes, some basketball shoes, and I found out those wasn't the best shoes to run in. Then I got some Adidas Ill, and um, I got those for two reasons because I don't like wearing Adidas. I, uh, I cringe when I see people wearing Adidas pants and Nikes or Jordans. It's just so annoying. Uh, just me. It's, it's honestly me. So I had to buy some running shoes, and because I had to buy some Adidas pants, for a step show that we were in, I was like, I might as well buy these shoes and I can use them for the step show. And then I can also run in them. Then I found out those shoes wasn't the best running shoes. Uh, so that's where the Viper Maxis came in and they were amazing. I thought these were the best of the best shoes. They were light. They were bouncy. They were comfortable. And my sister was like, um, no, those are not running shoes. You need to find something better. They're going to hurt you. And I was on my last pair of shoes and I was just running. I was just like, okay, I'm going to run these out until they can't run no more. And a bubble popped. So when the bubble popped, it was on the heel, in the inner inner heel. And I kept running in them. I just kept feeling a lot of pain. It came from, like, my ankle. Then it went up to, like, my knee. Then it just went, like, to my hip. Like, it was crazy. And I wasn't aware at all of what that looks like and or the result of of running for long distances in bad shoes. So I learned my lesson real fast. Um, and that's when I got to the Nike Air 3s. And then now I'm here with the Nike Air Zoom Alpha Fly Next Percentage. And man, they are amazing. And this is only after two runs. So I can imagine what the rest of the runs will be, be like. Uh whew. The ones I got is this bright mango, metallic red, bronze type color, um, black, and like this citron pulse. So it looks it looks like they glow in the dark, but trust me, you all, I went in the dark and they did not glow. Um, but they shine. They shine when a little light hit them. Um, there's this air bubble on the front. And man, oh my God, that air bubble is like everything. So it keeps me on my toes which is one thing that I love. And then the back is like this huge little foam posit. So it's I'm I'm reducing the stress on my knees as I run. I run on I run on the street on the side of the side of the road. Uh most of the times I I don't like really running in the grass cuz it's grass. Uh I don't run to a track. So most of my runs are happen on the street. So this amount of support it helps me out. Man, when I'm done running, I still feel like running again, which is crazy. Like, I can probably put these shoes back on and go and run again. I literally just ran three miles, and this was one of my fastest three miles and 5Ks in a while. Like, I'm almost, in two runs with these shoes, I am almost close that I, you know, almost, I am close to my PR. So my first PR was 7.18 a mile. Uh, so I think I was around like 22. And then the, when I, oh, my other shoes that I had a thousand and a 100 miles a month actually broke my PR twice that month. And um, now I'm at like 7.15 a mile um, with those shoes. So now that I have these and I'm seeing where I'm at just off two runs and I posted my last three runs on on Instagram so you all can see it and Twitter so you all can see it. And you will see that the runs before I had these shoes, 
Uh, it was 8-11. And if I'm not mistaken, I actually stopped because my leg was hurting. Uh, so I actually stopped and then ran and then completed the run. And now I'm like, I'm like an entire whole two minutes. Like my time is like two, it's a two minutes difference between my last two runs with those uh with the other shoes and with the current shoes that I have. My biggest concern about these shoes is like how long would they last? Um the back of it towards the foam, it looked like they just meant for one marathon. And once you're done with that marathon, you just throw those away. So hopefully they can last me until 130, 150 miles. I really can't see myself wearing these shoes for fashion. I honestly don't wear a lot of athletic shoes for fashion. Usually I wear them for the purpose in which they were created. Um, I might have to give me some, some – I'm debating between some Kobe's or uh, some LeBron's. I just got this – the workout, uh, championship workout hoodies that the Lakers have wore when they received their rings. Definitely got to get some shoes for that. So I'm debating if I want some Mambas or if I want uh, some LeBron. So I'll figure out whichever one's available when it's time for me to get some shoes, when it's time for me to wear that because it's white. I'm horrible in white. Um, but back to these running shoes. Man. It really keeps you on your toes. So it makes you run forward, straight. It makes you put your leg up because it has the bounce. I love them. I will never question why people spend $300 on running shoes ever again. And, you know, if these last long enough, I might, this might be my go-to pair of shoes for running. I might have to continue to make this investment. Again, my knees feel wonderful. Um, I'm not sore, I'm not hurt, and I was able to run faster, longer. And I'm interested in seeing how they react if I was to run four or six miles because it makes me run faster. I wonder if I can keep that pace up for a longer period of time. So once I get comfortable with them, I'll test that out and see how that works. But right now, it's killing a 5K. I can really see me getting under seven minutes in a couple couple weeks. Like, that is crazy. If I can get under seven minutes in a couple weeks, that's probably reducing my current time by 50, you know, 50 seconds or a minute total. That will... That would be next level. That would be a goal that I definitely set three years ago, well, two years ago, and didn't accomplish. But trying to get to that goal, it allowed me to accomplish the goals that I was able to accomplish. But now I feel like I really can maintain it. Uh, so for those that run, you know, I do have some tips. Matter of fact, I guess I can use this episode to give you all some tips on on running. Um, I was not a runner. I did not like running like for majority of my life. I did play basketball in high school, did work out and continue to like play basketball um, out there, almost played in college and things of that nature. But running was not my strong suit. I'd never be last, but I was never the one that's like, oh my God, I got to run. I remember I ran track one time in high school. 
for like two months. And I was like, yeah, after my first track meet, half of it was because I had basketball practice afterwards for AU. Um, but also, it was just like, man, like this running is different. And if I could go back, I will probably run, I probably do cross country as well as um, the 16 meters. So I'll probably run a mile. I think those will be my um, then 1600 meters. Those will be the two dis- like distant running. I, I like it uh, better than sprinting. Sprinting is is not for me. Even like if I was late for class, I'll run slow. Yeah, so I started running. 2016, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to run. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to run. And I moved to Arkansas. And Arkansas heat, completely different. I cannot run. And I was like, nope, I'm a um, rain check. I think I ran one time. And I was like, yeah, I'm. this is not it. So I had it. It was premeditated. Uh, I felt myself like gaining weight and things of that nature. I wasn't as active as I was, so I wanted to do something to kind of keep my energy uh, maintained. I didn't want to just keep all that in because you start directing things into the wrong areas and it could possibly be a negative area. Right. So I wanted to direct my my energy into a more positive source. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to run. Got to Arkansas, messed that up instantly. So when I moved to, when I got accepted to grad school and I moved to Boca Raton uh, to attend Florida Atlantic University, the first weekend we had our orientation and my grad advisor was like, she told all of us like, yeah, I run three miles every morning. And I was like, whoa, three miles every morning? I was like, oh, nah. If you can run three miles every morning, I can get up and run at least a mile every other morning. and I, I can show you all the the receipts. I literally ran that next day, and um, it was cool. That run was cool. So the second time I ran, I was like, oh, I thought it was so cool. I thought it was so sweet. I had my vest on. I had a weighted vest on, and I was running. Oh, my God. I was so tired. So I was like, oh, this is different. And I met, you know, I, I continued to run, wanted to stay positive. I, it was a lot going on, a lot of transition, um, a lot of uncertainty. So it just kept me in a more positive state of mind. Uh, when I got my first GA position, I was talking about running and things of that nature. And my colleague, he was like, hey, man, yeah, I run too. Uh, you got, you know, you got the Nike app? I was like, yeah, I got the Nike app. And he was like, add me. And uh, he was like, hey, you know what? You want to do this challenge? I'm like, Sure, you know, give me more information. You're like, yeah, well, we're running 50 miles this month. It was November. We're running 50 miles this month. Uh, let me know if you want to join. I can add you. I was like, huh? How I'm run 50 miles in two? Like, the, the month was almost over. And um, he's like, man, it'd be fun. So the funny thing is my grad advice, she actually won. She completed the challenge first. But... I don't back down to challenges, so I figured it out. I, I made it work. I literally ran five miles twice a day um, for like three days, if not a week, to catch up. And then I balanced it out and ended up completing the challenge. So November 2016 was my first time running 50 miles in a month. And note, my first time really like started running was like in August. Yeah, so it was a lot. and it, it it 
trained me. One of the best things that helped me get into the habit of running um, was the Nike Run app. So I highly suggest anyone that's interested in running to get the Nike Run app or any type of running app. Um, the Nike Run app for me was great because it had the coach. So I was doing eight-week trainings. And what this looked like, it made the running different. So it wasn't like I was running three miles every day, every other day. Some days I run three miles. Some days I run one mile. Some days I do a benchmark run. Some days I'll do five, 400-meter sprints and, you know, things like that. Everything was different, so it just kept me on my toes. And then they also mixed it up with workouts that helped you run faster. So core workouts, leg workouts, um, um, what else? You know, motion, like most of the workouts were like literally geared for running. So it made sure that my, my body was straight. Like when I do high knees, uh, made sure that I was getting used to my knees uh, coming to my chest which is activating my core and things of that nature. And because of running and working out, it allowed me to figure out how different foods were affecting me. So I knew that if I eat a burger before a run, I'm, I might, it might not be the best run for me, right? So what I used to do is I eat a burger the day that I run. So I run early in the morning and then I eat a burger that day, which gives it, you know, 24 hours before my next run uh, to kind of digest and get it together. It still wasn't the best, but I found out that was better than eating a burger the night before a run. Uh, so that was great. So I started figuring out what were the best foods for me to eat as well as, you know, drinking water, making sure I'm more intentional with drinking fluids. Uh, so that's, man, that's important. Last thing anyone needs to do is to catch a Charlie horse because they not drinking enough water mid stride. It is not the best, especially when you're in the street. It never happened to me. Thank God. And hopefully it doesn't like ever happen because again, I run on a road, um, cars There's actually an expressway that I run on. Uh, not a, not a real highway. It's like a street that, you know, a popular street, but yeah, it can get dangerous for me. So that's why these shoes work wonders. Um, another tip, learning your, learning your running weight. So you have your walking weight, your everyday weight. You have, you know, you have a weight in a sense where you can probably accomplish a lot of things, but your running weight is completely different. It will be lighter than your everyday walking weight or what you just accustomed to. And that is because if you're running distance for endurance and things of that nature, you put a lot of weight on your knees. So in order to, you know, combat that, you would need to lose a little weight in order to reduce the amount of pound that you're putting on your knees and ankles. So that doesn't mean you have to be like a two-pick. But if you look at a lot of distant runners, they actually are lean. And that, and that helps because it allows your body to, you know, maintain more oxygen. And the blood you know rate is slower and things of that nature and you know it makes running that much easier if you look at things that are fast animals and are humans that run for a long period of time they're usually lean 
um, a lot of bulky things aren't fast for a long period of time. Uh, football players, they you know they can run you know a hundred yards, but they can't you know it'd be hard to see a football player you know consistently run three miles, six miles, eight miles, and that's why you see a lot of your five k runners that's running four minute miles, three minute miles, your marathon runners that's running whatever they run um they they're typically lean. Not necessarily saying that you have to lose a lot of weight because some people may not want to run four-minute miles. Some people may be okay with running seven-minute miles, eight-minute miles. But just figuring out, you know, if running is uncomfortable for you, the best place to start uh, is with shoes because that's, in return, going to allow you to run longer, run more comfortably, but then also your weight. So then you're, you know, figuring out your running weight. So when you get your shoes, possibly starting off with half a mile, then working your way up to a mile, then working your way up to a mile and a half, then working your way up to two miles, and just gradually growing um, within your miles. And as a result, you're going to lose weight. Running is one of the fastest, like cardio is one of the fastest ways to lose weight. It makes you a lot leaner, makes you sweat, things of that nature. Um, so if you're comfortable doing it, it helps out. Uh, the third thing is gear, making sure you have some great gear. Man, you feel good, you run good, and you're not messing up all your clothes. So when I first started running, I was running in what I had, basketball shorts, whatever pair of socks that I had, and a basketball jersey. This is literally what I was running in. And I only had a couple pair of basketball shorts and a couple pair of um, jerseys to actually, then a couple jerseys to actually run in. So I wasn't able to run consistently uh, because I wasn't able to, even with me, I wasn't able to keep up with washing as well. So what I've done was I bought a pair, I bought a pair of shorts for every day that I run. So I run at least three days. I will um, purchase a pair of pants, running pants for every day that I run. So that's three pair. And that's just, you know, if it gets cold or if I run out of shorts or something, it allowed me to, you know, be able to make it work. I bought um, three running shirts, uh, sleeveless. I bought three running shirts with sleeves. And then I have two long sleeve running shirts, and I plan on getting more. Well, more compression shirts, and I plan on getting more because um, it's been cold lately. So just when it get cold, and that way I have a variety of running gear. Um, so, you know, even when it's hot, I can still put on my running pants, you know, some tights and things of that nature and get it in, uh, which is perfectly fine. I'm just going to get one hell of a sweat. But making sure you have proper running gear, making sure that you have dry fit socks. That's important. You don't want your feet um, to be too moist and start creating bacteria. So I have the dry fit socks uh, to go with my wonderful, comfortable Alpha Fly um, new shoes, new shoes. And then I also make sure that I have, you know, the best compressor shirt, you know, for the occasion. So I can, you know, in the summer, I can run with my sleeveless shirts, my tank top type running shirts, dry fit shirts. Um, I'll probably run with no shirt, knowing me, and be perfectly fine. Then I got my shorts with the nets inside, so my thing not swinging everywhere. Uh, so that's great. I've learned that gym shorts are not the most, for me, are not the most comfortable uh, for running. Um, I do have some other shorts. All, all my running shorts, actually, now that I think about it, they are made like swimming trunks, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, 
And those are literally the best running. I can breathe. They don't restrict none of my running, doing my stride. They kind of like mid-thigh. Um, yeah, they are amazing. They are amazing. Uh, I actually ran with a headband. If For those that don't know, I, I've been growing my hair out since the since COVID shut down everything. Literally, my last time I had a haircut was my birthday of last year. So I have a little fro now. And sometimes when I start sweating, it try to get in my eyes. So I have a little headband to keep the sweat from attacking my eyes. Um, I do have some Beats Wireless Pros. I have those to run with. They are amazing. Uh, one of the best investments I have. I, I did have some problems with those, and I'll talk about those on a different episode um, as it pertains to like gear and like technology that I do have. But every time I take them back, they kind of get me right. So they, you know, they are right for that. I don't run in my AirPods because my ears are small and they sweat a lot when I run. And I since I run in the street, the last thing I need are, you know, for one to start bouncing out and bouncing to the street and then a car run it over or I try to catch it and get hit by a car or it falls in a sewer. So I try my best not to run with my AirPods. Uh, if I do... I'm very, you know, conscious of like my AirPods. <laughs> I literally will take them out, try to dry them off, put one in my pocket, and try to switch them once my ears start getting too sweaty and things of that nature, which it distracts me for the run from the run. So I don't like doing that that much. So I definitely have my my um, Beats Wireless Pro allow me to have some dope tunes. I don't run with my phone anymore. I end up breaking a phone. <laughs> In the past, so I have a Apple Watch, um, a five series, and these are great because they have GPS in inside. Um, one thing I don't like is it doesn't allow people to know I'm running when I'm actually running. Uh, so I love having like the random cheers. That's one thing I do miss from the phone. Uh, I will say it's accurate. It's a, definitely a lot lighter than having my phone. I can tell you that. And it allows me just to be free when I do leave my phone here. I don't have to worry about anyone calling. I don't have to worry about you know a text message. I don't have to worry about anything. I'm literally just focused on running, running, and running. Um, so the Apple Watch was a great thing. I found a band that works best for me. Uh, it's a sports cotton band, which allows me to wash it. So when I did have the Nike band, I didn't like that. I didn't like the original band that comes with the Apple Watch because it gets moisture in it and it just starts stinking and you really can't wash it or do anything with that. I probably could have did a better job with just cleaning it with alcohol after every run, but I wasn't. Um, so then when I had the Nike band, it did the same thing. It was just, it just smelled horrible. So I uh, started doing my research. I found the sports band and they have a little reflector thing on it too, which is pretty dope. I don't do too many dark runs, but when I do, um, it's great to have something, anything that reflects so people can see that you're there. So the reflector band, I have two now because I thought I lost it. So I ended up purchasing another one. So I have two. So I have one in my luggage. So whenever I travel and run, I can always have that there. And then I have one that I just leave on my nightstand. So when I run uh, in the morning and go to CrossFit, great band. When it smells, I just throw it in the washer. Problem solved. And I only wear it uh, when I work out. I probably accidentally keep it on if I'm like rushing or somewhat, but it doesn't stink, so it works out. So those are 
some tips of running, distant running that I have, a nice little shoe review of why and an exp- explanation of why I spent and why people spend $300 on shoes. Uh, yeah, if you want to follow the running journey, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, thinking of some more pages, Anchor, um, at Vales World Podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to DM me, tweet me, or email me at Podcast at ldmonger.com. I hope you all enjoy the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.